Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Monster Ate the Pilot. Monster Ate the Pilot. Jeez. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's how you get started on the show. You screw up the name immediately. That's how you do it. Here we go. Monster Ate the Pilot. I'm the host, Brandon. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time, just kind of a quick rundown of what's going on. Sundays, I will be kind of talking about my five songs I'm kind of obsessed with throughout the week. I try not to repeat any from the week before unless the song's that fucking good, which there are a lot of great songs. I didn't, I mean... It depends on if I'm obsessed with them or not. I also have the Springsteen song of the week. I'm already got a got a dry mouth. I feel like I've been talking for six hours. I've been talking for 40 seconds. Uh, so, uh, quick pause. My mic wants to fall over every time I kind of not be holding it. <laughs> yeah, so every Sunday and Wednesday I'll be doing the podcast. There we go. That's how you get started. Like I said, that's how you get started. Sloppy, messy, a complete fucking train wreck right out the gates. You screw up the name. You immediately have dry mouth, and you immediately have to, like, kind of have put your mouth right on top of the microphone so it's not falling off the piano you've set it up on. Yeah, this is how you get started. This is the podcast game, ladies and gentlemen. The game of the lifetime, I guess. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm available on Spotify. I'm available on uh, Radio Public. I'm available on Stitcher, and I'm available on Amazon. Uh, so if you do like what I'm doing here, tell your friends about it. Tell your coworkers. Um, go out, find it, share it. I haven't been publicly telling anybody about this. I've just told a few friends through text messages, like, hey, you know, give me some feedback. And feedback's always welcome. If you have questions for me, or you say, hey, you know, I really like when you do this, or hey... Your mic's too loud, or just any feedback's always welcome. I'm always open for anything. Just make it constructive. Like, don't be fucking dickheads for no reason. Oh, you're a fucking idiot. Fuck the Bruins, or fuck Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, you're so fucking cool, dude. You're so fucking cool. Like, let me tell you how fucking cool you are right now. Like, obviously, this whole podcast, um, kind of... I've been fiddling around this whole fucking idea for years. Like... Me and my friend Aaron talked about it at the pub years ago about doing a podcast and never got around to it. Now a podcast is something everybody fucking does. Um, I have went back and forth with friends about doing something like this for years now. I'm finally kind of in a space where I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Why not? And it taken me a long time to get there. If you listen to last Sunday's podcast, you kind of have heard things um, about kind of where I've been life-wise. I actually have my um, laptop set up where I can reach it and not like have to like really lean across the way anyway. Uh, oh shit. I mean, like I said, this is just wonderful. This is just wonderful. I think people are absolutely riveted by what I'm providing right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. Uh Let's get into it. Apologies to Matthew Barzell of the New York Islanders. I said he played for the Panthers. Not I mixed him up with Alexander Barkov. So apologies to Matthew Barzell. Your card's in the mail. Um, let me know when you get it there, pal. <laughs> oh, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They made the Stanley Cup Finals last night. Beat the Rangers in six. I think they were down 2-0 in that series. They came back and won. Played the Avalanche in the finals. Third straight finals for the Lightning, which is absolutely an incredible achievement in itself. Even if they don't win this one, they've already got two. I don't think they get the third. I think the Avalanche win this one. Um, the Avalanche are really fucking good. So are the Lightning. Should be a really great series. I'm saying the light. Uh, I'm saying the Avalanche in seven. Avalanche in seven. Go to Atlantic City. 
leave Atlantic City because it's a shithole. Go to Vegas or just find your bookie on the street corner, better than Atlantic City, and um, make your bets. Brandon has said, Avalanche and Seven. Win yourself some money there, I guess. Unless you have a gambling problem, don't don't gamble if you got a gambling problem. If you can't handle it or if you are worried about where your next paycheck's coming from, don't gamble. Don't gamble. It's not worth it in the end. Uh, yeah, so. I don't know. Uh, I got two new records this week, so. Yeah, I guess I can kind of just jump in, whatever. That, that's called segues. Uh, <laughs> I am on one tonight, Jesus. Uh, I got two new records this week. I got... Chica Kamiko by American Aquarium, which is really good. It's a it's a it's a it's a really good record. I'm really happy for those guys. Really happy for BJ, the lead singer. Like four or five years ago, he like had to restart the entire band because the whole band quit on him because they because he's he's nonstop. He is 200 plus year uh, years 200 plus days on the road each year. He's always, you know, working his ass off, writing records, doing all that fun stuff. I think it's like every two years they got something coming out. Like, on the, like, less than two years. It's like, you know, they release in October, they're going to release the next one, you know, what, like 20 months later, stuff like that. Now, so I was worried when he got rid of the band and had to start the new one, same name, um, that the sound was going to be a little bit too professional or, like, the connection between the band wouldn't be as strong so they wouldn't be as tight sound-wise. And, it, nah, they they sound incredible. They Like, I watched them live at the Roomba Cafe a couple years ago and I was like, this is the best they've sounded live. And I got tickets to see them at the Bluestone in September up here in Columbus, which I am really excited about because I love the Bluestone. And I've been there. Me and my buddy JR went. Jeffrey, Jeff Mundo went seven, eight, nine years ago. Jeez, it's been about a decade. Jesus Christ. Both times. First uh, time I saw Lucero, JR's 2. I'm not sure how much he'd listened to Lucero by that point. But yeah, uh, William Elliott Whitmore opened that show. I really like him. So, uh, it's going to be really cool to go back there. My buddy Chris is coming with me. I think a couple other people are coming. I'm not sure who, because I think I got four tickets. I think there's like a little pack thing. I got like four tickets, and I got to figure out who the fuck else is going. Oh, who's gonna? Who's gonna? Nobody is. Uh, no, it sounds like such an ass to myself. That's one thing I've been trying to learn in the past couple years is to be nicer to myself. That's one thing everybody should try to do is just be nicer. It's so easy to tell people to do that. It's like, oh, first off, you just gotta be nicer to yourself, or you just gotta treat yourself better. You know. Treat yourself how others like to treat you, but, you know, don't do it, like, you know, I tell that to people all the time, he's like, hey, he's like, you know, you're way too hard on yourself, you just gotta cut yourself some slack, and then I treat myself like absolute dog shit, um, I don't know, it's so weird, so weird that you can do that to yourself, but, I've gotten much better, like I said, I know I talked about it last time, about how horrible my self-esteem got, and how much my self-hatred got over the top of me a couple years ago, which today is day... Oh, where is it? Six fifty-four without a drink. One year, nine months, sixteen days. That's so fucking mind-boggling. <laughs> Congratulations to me. Uh, no, but uh, I remember I had a talk with my friend Christine. And I was going through stuff, and I like we just were walking around talking, and she's like, and she kind of stopped me. She's like, "You realize you have referred to yourself as a piece of shit." You refer to yourself as a big fucking idiot. You refer to yourself as, like, all these different insults I've called myself in this conversation. And it's one of those, like, I wasn't even catching that I was doing that to myself. So, 
I've gotten better. Um, still have days. Everybody has days. I think I said that last time. Everybody has their days. Um, you just can't let those days snowball. You just gotta catch those days a little bit. Like when you're catching, like, you know what? Figure out something a little different to do. Get yourself kind of out of it. Get yourself in a different kind of mind frame. Get yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit. Like, you know, not just go for a walk or go out somewhere. Go do something different. You know, just trying to get yourself in a different headspace. Maybe you're just kind of getting a little, I said, almost said transparent, little, uh, what's the fucking word? Can't think of goddamn words. Um, complacent, maybe? And that's why kind of these negative thoughts can kind of start creeping up again? I don't know. I don't know shit. I really don't. I don't know anything. Don't listen to me about much. Unless you think it's a good idea. Then give me all the credit. Uh, but yeah, five songs. Currently, uh, then all. Yeah, I got Chica Kamiko by American Aquarium, which I really liked. And then one I just got yesterday. I got home late, so I haven't been able to open it. I was at work today. I'll probably listen to it after I get off. Uh, once I get done uh, podcasting tonight. Recording? There we go. I don't think you just call it podcasting. I think you just call it recording. Ugh. I got... Drive-By Truckers, welcome to th Club 13. Like their new record, which I mentioned last time. Pretty excited about it. Um, their last two records were very socially conscious, very political in nature. And this one is a little bit of a step away from that. Um, it's a Patterson put it as, it's kind of like thinking about your glory days and realizing they sucked. <laughs> which, man, there's so many uh, people I refer to as friends that need to understand about when they start talking about their glory days that, you know, what most likely your glory days were not that great. But, uh, PQ, 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 this band from Toronto, who I'll mention and talk about a little bit later, um, they have a song called Glory Days, and that's like the big thing at the end of the chorus. If those were your glory days, I'm glad I wasn't around, because if those were your glory days, you must be really shitty now. <laughs> oh, if, uh, if a lyric could define... A few of my friends' lives. Whew. That would be it. <laughs> I love my friends. Anyways, um, now let's just jump right into the five songs I'm kind of really into right now. Right now, um, Craig Finn released a new record. I know I was talking about him a little bit. Lead singer of the Hold Steady with his really, really wonderful new solo record, which I just listened to Friday night for the first time, uh, called Legacy of Rentals. And it's a lot of, there's a lot of connection with memory and how we remember places, things, events, um, smells, all this different stuff. And ultimately people who are still with us or, you know, people who are no longer with us and like, like all these different memories and how those affect our own feelings about certain things. And, um, my, probably my favorite song off of it so far is Curtis and Shepard, which he does a lot of these really cool ones, kind of like the um, multiple people, the songs about multiple people. They're kind of, uh, they're intertwining lives. Anne-Marie and Shane from uh, I Need a New War. There was Dennis and Billy, which, oh, is that from, oh, shit, I can't remember which one that's off of. Fuck. I don't know. I don't know why I can't remember that. But Dennis and Billy is great. That's one. That's one I really connect with. Just being from Portsmouth, Ohio. If you've never been from, never. If you don't know much about where I'm from, Southern Ohio, just look up most depressed places in America, <laughs> and like that area is always top. Like it's always one, two, three, and if it's not, if it's like third, it's because 
they didn't lump us in with Huntington and Charleston, West Virginia, which is always like two or one. And uh, yeah, like Denson Billy's about two kids, two old football buddies. One goes off to war. The other one stays home to work at the factory and gets himself hurt, gets addicted to opiates. And then, you know, the guy from war comes back and it's just, he's like, this is the whole, you know, there's a reason why I left type thing. It's, it's a really great song. I love Dennis and Billy. But this one's Curtis and Shepard. Um, like I said, I'm still pretty fresh with the record. So I, right now I'm just picking out great lyrics that I really like from it. And just, you know, but where is it? Oh, man. Oh, what's the lyric? Oh, here it is. Yeah, like, I really like this one. There's such a deep meaning on this one. They wish for new inventions to make life more easy because lately it's been hard. Like, mm, uh, yeah, I think a lot of us can understand that because lately it has been pretty hard for everybody. Uh, I hope things just get fucking a little bit better. Just a little bit. It doesn't have to get a whole lot better because if it get a little bit better, it would just be like an actual uptick for like the first time in a while, it feels like. I don't like to be those nihil... I don't like the nihilistic kind of using nihilism for comedy that a lot of people do out there now. Like memes. Fucking memes aren't even that fucking entertaining to begin with. But so many people just like to be nihilistic for comedy's sake and not really... I don't know. I don't... What a, what the fuck do I know? But... Yeah. I just want to go back to a time when the president just got blowjobs. Like, seriously. Can we just go back to that? Like, that's what I want. I just, I just, I just want to find out Biden got a blowjob last night. Like, from a staffer or something like that. Male, female, don't give a shit. Like, it would just be a nice break from what the fuck is always going on. And I'm not, this is not a political thing. You know, I lean very much left. Uh, but, you know, it's as far as I really ever want to go into it. Um, yeah, but, like, I just, that's why I just don't, I'm so sick of all oh, these white nationalists are arrested at this fucking gay pride parade. Because <sighs> they showed up to do riots or some shit. That's what I saw today. I don't want to go too much into that fucking shit because it's so goddamn negative and awful. And I just kind of want to let you disconnect from the world when you listen to me, I guess. Yeah, but that's all, that's all I want. I just want to... Just the president who's getting blowjobs. That's all I want. I think that's all we all want at this point. After some of the shit we've been through in the last, like, five, six years, we just want a president who's getting blowjobs. That's, like, the biggest scandal is that he's got a blowjob. Like, how dare he not do missionary? Like the good Lord intended. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Fucking world's weird. But, like... That Craig Finn line, you know, lately it's been hard. You know, they wish for new inventions to make life more easy because lately it's been hard. And I can uh, really get into that. But he just, uh, he started a new podcast, Craig Finn did. I don't listen to podcasts. I'm doing one. This is the most I've ever done with podcasts. Like I used to say, like, uh, WTF with Mark Maron was like my favorite podcast. I have probably listened to four complete episodes of that. I just don't listen to them. I listen to music. I listen to music. Like, all these people like, oh, you don't, it's like, podcasts are a place of music, bro. It's never going to replace it for me. Music is so much better to me. But, you know, I don't, I'm not a great songwriter. I'm not a great guitar player. I'm not a great musician. So podcasts are a little bit easy, a little bit more accessible to what I can do and more of an easier outlet for me to get into. <sighs> so, no, but he started a new one called If I, The Way I Remember It. He just started it, just had his first episode, and he had Patterson Hood from the Drive-By Truckers on there. And that's, oh, it was so cool, because I, when I was talking last week about people I'd want to interview, Patterson Hood was way up there. 
Craig Finn would be right at the top. He'd be if he's not number one, he's number two. Because I I fucking adore Craig Finn. Um, it'd be such a fun podcast. I about fucking dropped the mic again. I'm so amateur. Well, so, like, and they're just kind of going back and forth, and they're just talking like different. They they're talking about tours they've been on together. They were talking about. Uh, Patterson was talking about like going to this cafeteria and just remembering how bullied he was in school, and like he almost was getting like physically ill thinking about it, and like not wanting his kid to go to this school and stuff like that. Just having this like very visceral reaction to this the smell of this cafeteria. Ugh. God, bullying, man. I was lucky. I was very, very fortunate. I was, if I was bullied, it was by people, like they were like my brother's friends, so it was more like you know they're just picking on the brother, and so it never got bad. You know they didn't like beat the shit out of me after in between class. They didn't you know try to ruin my. You know they didn't fuck with me that bad. It was just you know they would say some shit here or there, pick on me in a little way. So it was easy to take. That's what I. Just, Yes, I don't know. I bullied a couple kids. I know it. Like, it wasn't bullying at the time. It just wasn't what you thought it was. You know what I mean? No excuse for it at whatsoever. It was it's shitty. It's absolutely shitty. Like some of the like. But I hear some of the stories out there. I never got that bad. I always had some form of empathy. I mean, it never got that bad. I think if um if I did, if it did get that bad, from me, please let me know because. Like, uh, I really hope I never put somebody through shit like that. But they're like the only person I can really think that ever got it really bad for me was this one kid, and I don't want to be like, oh, he deserved it. But at the same time, when we were like seniors in high school, he tried to like make out with a seventh grader, so he kind of deserved it. Eh, I th- I think that's a fair one to go after a little bit. I can't, like, you know, we didn't like physically torture him like that. We just kind of told him not to fucking hang around us, or anytime he kind of tried to hang around us, we'd give him shit and told him basically go fuck himself. Which I feel like when you're like 18 and you're trying to like bang, or I say bang, trying to basically molest a, um, what, 13-year-old? Is that what you're in, like, 7th grade? Yeah, yeah, you, you deserve to be kind of ostracized from groups. Like, fuck off. Fuck pedophiles. I think, I think we can all unite on that one. Like, I don't think I'm hurting too many people's feelings out there when I say fuck pedophiles. Assholes. God, I'm so I'm 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 so cutting edge with my <laughs> theories on that. <laughs> I think I'm such a fucking hero. Fuck off, Brandon. Gotta be negative again. Jeez. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Let's not talk about pedophiles. <laughs> uh, number two, I'm gonna pick that uh, song off the American Aquarium record. I really like uh, Wildfire from American Aquarium's Chica Kamiko. So I really like that song. It's it's really cool to listen to BJ write songs now because he's become so good at it. Compared like, you know, he had his he had rough spots coming through. Um, like Antique Hearts what was it? The Bible and uh Bottle, I think was like one of the first records. Like, you know, definitely had to come into his own. And now like now it's just a fucking fine tuned machine, man. They just crank them out and they have great times. They released two cover records last year called uh Twangers, bangers, I uh, know. No. Fuck, what are they called? Slappers, bangers, and certified twangers. There we go. 
They released two of them last year, and they were so great. They were so much fun. They had, like, uh, Heads Carolina, Tales California by Jody Messina as one, and that song, to me, is, like, the born-to-run of mid-'90s power country female, like, female power country singers. Like, that song is so great. I fucking love Heads Carolina, Tales California. Such a great song. Uh, Wild One. They did Independence Day. They did Strawberry Wine. Um, if I were, um, if I was a cowboy, um, I wish they would have done like prop me up beside the jukebox. That'd have been a cool fucking song. Uh, yeah, they, they did a lot of really cool stuff, but yeah, Wildfire is the no, new song off the record that I really like. It's kind of about like a really intense relationship. Like it start, it's you know, it's wonderful, but ultimately very volatile and just, you know, you're not right for each other, but then, you know, you're just kind of, you're a wildfire uh, you know, he refers himself like basically wood, and she's like kind of that sp- wood in the August air, and she's like the uh, like a burning ember. You know, you're just wildfire. Like yeah, it's it's a I, I really enjoy the song, and like they really should be bigger. Like they have enough sound to hit radio waves, but they have enough credibility to kind of still like um, appeal to people who don't listen to fucking bullshit bro ass fucking pop country rap country bullshit nonsense that's out there now. It's like. I've tried to ease up in the past few years in terms of how much I hate shit or hate on shit, but I fucking can't with that style of music. It's so fucking obnoxiously awful. Like, obnoxiously bad. But whatever. Like, fuck it. If you like it, you like it. Just don't just don't be shocked at me when I tell you that this fucking dude who's lived in fucking Brooklyn most of his whole life put on a goddamn cowboy hat and large belt buckle now starts singing about fucking dirt roads is not some great fucking savior of country music. Get the fuck out of here. No. Ugh, nah. Fuck it. I'm, I'm turning into a goddamn fart noise over here. Ugh. Song number three. Let's keep uh, rolling right along. Is uh, Jason Isbell did a cover. I'm not sure how old this cover is. I've known it for a couple years at least. But it's longer. It's way older than a couple years. Who did he sing it with? I should get that real quick. It is of Towns Van Zant's Poncho and Lefty, which is Towns' version is incredible. But right now I've just been listening to the Jason Isbell one, and man, Jason has got such a wonderful voice. Like obviously, duh. But Elizabeth Cook. That's who he did it with. Elizabeth Cook. I think. Or maybe she did the first one. I can't remember. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. I never know. 2013, there we go. But, you know, Jason has had such a rise in the past 10 years. Like, 2013, he releases Southeastern, which... Oh, what a fucking record that was. Cover Me Up, Elephant, Traveling Alone, Super 8 Motel, um, 24 Frames? No, that's on the next one. Um, right? Yeah. Um, f- Flying Over Water? Let's see. I got, yes! Haha, <laughs> Flying Over Water. I'm so fucking cool. <laughs> nah, but Southeastern's such a great record, and, uh, Jason was the 20, like, young, chunky, 20-year-old incredible guitar player that drive-by truckers for years and then obviously he had his drug issues and his alcohol issues and his marriage issues which comes out in Southeastern and like I said is one of the best records anybody's it's top 10 for me of the 
of the century so far. And, you know, obviously he's gotten clean. He's gotten... He's like the new Scorsese movie. He's fucking blowing up there, pal. Good for him. But how much I love Drive By Truckers, I still consider Isbell the third best songwriter from that group. That's how fucking much I love Patterson Hood and Mike Cooley. Um, but no, he has a version of Poncho and Lefty, which, oh man, if you if you are able to convey a little bit of sadness and a little bit of nostalgia within your voice, I don't even know if nostalgia is the right word, Poncho and Lefty is such a beautiful song. It, uh, it, it's one of those you kind of listen to. And the way, I mean, Jason's such a great guitar player, the way he kind of, he can kind of pick it out. And, um, oh, it's so beautiful. It's, it's, a, yeah. Oh, I just, oh man, I just think about it and kind of just, my eyes kind of wander off and the the painting is, like, I, I think I was talking about that with uh, Jungle Land last week when I talked about how, like, the whole painting is set when you hear the line, uh, hear the hear the words. Like, that's what Poncho Lefty is. You, 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 you picture the characters, you picture the setting, you picture everything about it. You know the exact location, you know everything. Just, just from a few words. And that's one of the true talents of great songwriters for me. Because a lot of music, you know, you listen to stuff like, oh, this all, not so much sounds the same. But, you know, some people will listen to it. I remember Todd Snyder has a story in one of his songs. I think it's the Devil's Backbones Tavern where he talks about this one guy sitting in this bar. Um, comes up to him because he said he played there every every weekend of a summer. And the guy comes up, oh, I've been watching you all summer. He's like, oh, you know, I've been meaning to thank you. He's like, nah, I think you suck. It's like, all you do is play the same three chords and it fucking sucks. And, you know, uh, Todd tells it so much better. Todd Snyder, I love Todd Snyder. Uh, no, nah, but a lot of my music is that, you know, a lot of folky stuff, a lot of, like, my thing is focused so much on songwriting. I don't give a shit if you ever play a fucking solo. I don't care if your drummer plays, same, I don't care if it's the same 4-4 four, four time. If you write good lyrics, that's all I fucking care about. That's, you know, I guess I'm more on the, poet, the poetic side of it. I don't know. I don't fucking know. What does that fucking mean? But... Yeah, let's. Like I said, yeah, Poncho and Lefty is such a just a great fucking song. Mm. Where are we? Oh. Where are we? <laughs> Shit, I have to keep like opening my phone. Oh, going back to PQ, PQ, PQ. Yeah. Or pew pew pew. I think they've called themselves that too. Sixty five nickels is uh, another one that I'm kind of really into right now. It's a fun song. Uh, pew 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 pew. pew. Uh, is they're a band from Toronto. I watched them open for the Hold Steady last month when I was at the Horseshoe. They did night two, and uh, uh, Craig Finn always refers to them as the Hold Steady's little brother band. And they're, they're I've I've known them for a few years now. I just have never done a real deep dive until I got to see them live. And now I'm, like, listening to them quite a bit. And I really like 65 nickels. And, you know, 65 nickels for every shitty thing you put me through. Uh, it's a fun song. That's what most of the music is. It's kind of very fun. Very kind of throwback punk music. Um, a lot about hanging out with their friends. Drinking in the park. Shit like that. You know, just hanging out. Waking up 2, two in the afternoon. I think I mentioned the Glory Days song earlier. Yeah, so it's like... Yeah, it's... It's... it's 
Uh, I really like that song. 65 Nickels by PQ, PQ, PQ off Optimal Lifestyles. Which I also really liked. Uh, fuck. Which I actually just got that record too. Um, fuck, what else is on there? Oh, I don't matter. I don't... I Don't Matter at All is another great song with that record. Oh, man. I'm trying to pop my back. Man, I can really go for a massage. That'd be pretty fucking wonderful. I went and watched Top Gun last night. I think that's part of why my back's stiff. Gotta sit in the fucking movie theater. Uh, I went and met my friends Jake and Marta. I hadn't seen Marta in forever, which I, I love Marta. She's wonderful. One of her favorite movies is The Rock with Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery and Ed Harris. Which, one of my favorite movies is The Rock with Nicolas Cage, Sean Connery, and Ed Harris. And we really bond over movies and stuff like that. I, I, I love Marta. She's great. I hadn't seen her for a while. Me and Jake, like I said, just went to Toronto. It's the first time we'd hung out since then. And yeah, we went and watched uh, the new Top Gun movie, which is way better than it has any right to be. There's no reason why it should be that good. It's, it's fucking Top Gun. Like, I am not disparaging the original. But it's just a fine, it's a fine, it's it's a solid movie that's really elevated by the fact that it's like kind of a very goofy 80s movie. <laughs> like, you would not compare it with other great action movies from the 80s. Because it's just not as good. But it's got this own weird little charm thing about it. And uh, like I said, it's, it's goofy. Like, this one's a legitimately a good movie. It's stupid how it's just actually a good movie. Like, it's very intense in his action scenes. Like, they have a lot of cockpit shots. <laughs> cockpit. Um, but, yeah, a lot of really cool action shots within those. Um, it does just enough callbacks to the original without really over-relying on the original. A lot of goose talk. Um, Jennifer Connelly looks incredible. She's 51, I think. She's been around for 40 years. That's mind, kind of mind-blowing. Like, her movie debut, I think, is Once Upon a Time in America, which is one of my favorite films, which I've only seen, like, twice because it's four hours long, but it's a great film, even though James Woods is a piece of shit now. Um, whatever. And he's always kind of a creepy bastard, I guess, but whatever. I guess I, I don't want to disparage him too much without confirming it myself, though. I don't know. There's a, you know, when there's smoke, there's fucking fire. What am I talking about? Oh, once upon a time. Jennifer Connelly. Like, she looks phenomenal. Phenomenal in this movie. 51. Good for her. It may be all, like, Hollywood doctor shit, but who gives a shit? Then congratulations to those doctors. They've done a wonderful job. She looks great. She, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't know, whatever. But, yeah, she looks fantastic. She's always been wonderfully talented. Like, just as an actress in itself, there's a reason why, you know, Sergio Leone, who's one of the greatest filmmakers ever, picked her out to be in a movie when she was 13. So, I don't know, you know. But other than that, like, like the movie's just so good. Like, it's not, it doesn't over-rely on comedy, which is something I really like. Because that's, like, the thing, like, I never have really watched the Marvel movies. Um, I think the last one I really watched was, like, The Incredible Hulk with... Edward Norton, and I only watched that because I love Edward Norton. Um, I watched the first Iron Man. I don't think I watched the second one. I may have watched the second one. Is there a third one? I've seen the Avengers on TNT. Like, I don't know. They're probably fun. They're probably serviceable. Just not for me. 
I mean, I'm I'm a fucking nerd. I'm not gonna sit there and say like, you know, I don't. They're comic book movies. They're lame. Nah, I know. If you like them, you like them. They're just not for fucking me, man. I don't know. What are they talking about? Oh, Top Gun. No, but I guess like in those, the that's kind of like been like kind of a switch in a lot of Hollywood films. Like you have like kind of these action, big action movies or something like that, like the Avenger movies or whatever, and they have to like fit in so much comedy that now a lot of other films are trying to emulate that a lot. So there's a lot of like really bad jokes in movies that are trying to get laughs. I know I guess Justice League is considered like the biggest defender of that with the original cut where they just forced in a whole bunch of really bad comedy. But there's been other movies like that. I mean, I'm even right now, like, I'm watching Stranger Things, like, sometimes I'm like, can we not go for a fucking laugh right here? Like, I'm supposed to be taking this pretty seriously. Why is there a fucking joke? Why is there a fucking joke right here? I don't understand this. And I'm I'm not disparaging, I think, Stranger Things. Like, the new season, the more I think about it, I really like. Though, I think one person should be dead. Not the person I was talking about last week, who I didn't realize was still alive, but there's another person who we thought was dead, but is still alive, who really... Should have been dead. Whatever. I won't go into that. Uh, yeah, but I had like, but Top Gun was able to write each line without overstepping into either one. So it wasn't overly um, pining after the original. It wasn't overly funny. It wasn't overly over the top action. It didn't take itself too seriously. Like it, it just hit it every mark perfectly. And as I know, I know Tom Cruise is a fucking crazy person. I get that. He's a fucking psychopath, probably. But he's so fucking likable in every movie he's in. So good for him, I guess. You know, good for the guy who's super fucking rich and all the other shit. Good for him. But no, it's it's a really good movie. I would I'd probably give it a B plus, A minus. And I don't give out a lot of A's for films. Especially anything made after like 1970 because I'm a douchebag. Ah, uh, water. Need to drink more water. Oh shit. Well, have I named four? Four songs? Yeah, I named four songs. The fifth song is a band called Toulouse. They are a Canadian disco band from like the 70s. Patterson Hood's dad from the Drive-By Truckers. I think I may talk about the Drive-By Truckers more than I talk about anything else so far on this fucking podcast. But his dad played the bass for this record. His dad was a really, really, really good sessions player in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Muscle Shoals, Alabama. And, um... Yeah, he did, the, I think he did the bass work on this record. I can't remember what the record's called off the top of my head. It's half in French, half in English. It's called It Always Happens This Way. It is, it's such a fun, I always consider Toulouse, like, anytime I talk about them, I always say they're, like, basically Canadian ABBA. And, like, the song's really catchy, it's really fun. Like, I always get, like, you just get that cool feeling when you listen to, like, a song, you just, you just naturally, like, it's kind of, like, his pop sensibilities, all that fun stuff. I always enjoy that feeling you get when you listen to those songs. And, yeah, this one has been on there. Like I said, it always happens this way. Uh, like I said, it's half in French, half in English. It's a lot of fun. And I could... Like, I love the songs. ABBA's really great about it. There's a couple other bands that are really great about it. When you, like, listen to it, you picture being like a like a roller rink. And this is one of those songs. So, I really enjoy that right now. Oh, man. God, it's been it's been a long fucking week, man. I didn't do anything on my days off. Didn't do shit. I got a new amp. 
why? I don't know. I really don't know why. I don't know why I have, I have like a really, really nice Vox amp. And I don't know why. Like, I don't play shows. I don't go out and do shit like that. I'm not that good of a guitar player. I'm not going to fucking plug into a Vox and start shredding on my guitar. Like, nah. But, you know, let's drop a fucking thousand dollars on it. Fun, fun, fun. Why? Come on, Brandon. Be smarter. And then this new amp, it's for my acoustic. And my acoustic's not even working on it. What the fuck is that about? I'm not happy about that at all. I got it for like 400 bucks after tax. So that's like not bad. It's on sale. But, like, I got it. And I'm like, oh, this is, like, when I bought it, I'm like, oh, you know, this is if we, when I, uh, you know, I go out to, play, you know, go play open mics or something. Or go start playing my own shows. I've never played a solo show. I've played guitar for like 10 years. I've been planning to play a solo show for 10 years. I keep buying these really nice things to try to convince myself that, hey, since I put this much money into it, now I have to do it. And I don't fucking do it. I keep, eh, I just, eh, man. It's just pretty goddamn frustrating. Ugh, <laughs> uh, stupid. But I don't know. I do like the amp, though. It's fun. I, I plugged in my ukulele, which... Ukulele is so much fun. It's such a fun little uh, instrument to learn to play. Play a lot of Brother Is songs. You know, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. What a Wonderful World. And you can always play Livian Rose. Which is a really beautiful song, too. I mean, we should have made that one of my five songs. I do love that love that song. No. Oh, man. Yeah, I just got the amp and I'm playing around with it. It's got a chorus and a flanger and a phaser. Oh, it's so cool. And nobody will ever hear it. <laughs> oh, man. I do miss playing in shows, miss playing in bands. I mean, I've, I was never, like, good. Like, I was a bassist in a band called Desert Lights. You can still see our live show on my YouTube page, which... I don't even know what the fuck my YouTube page is even called anymore. I need to look that up. But no, like uh, I played bass in that. I had I didn't even know how to play the bass, and I started playing in that band. So like that was fun. The only thing I hated about it was I was the only um, ambitious one in the band. Like I was the least talented by a mile. Like the other two, like uh, Celia and Dave, were incredible. Like Dave was so easy to play with. He was so easy to learn an instrument and play because he, he's I don't know he's I don't know they I don't know the terms I know I I know so little about the technical side of music like in terms of like when people say like I have a certain way of doing things and they'll say oh do you know how to do this I'm like no but then I do it and they're like oh that's what you're doing right now I'm like oh that I never knew that's what it was called you know I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head but um, Dave's so accessible as a drummer in a band that you can kind of play around. I mean, he, you know, it was really cool to learn to play a new instrument with him as or play in a band setting because I'd never played in a band setting before I joined Desert Lights, and to play alongside Dave was really cool because it made it so much easier and less nerve wracking playing alongside him. That's why I love Dave. That's the only reason I love Dave. <laughs> I'm going to apologize to him in the next episode again. <laughs> uh, no, love you, Dave. Um, and then, you know, Celia was super, super talented as a singer and piano player. It was just, they wanted us, they, they, they wanted the sound perfect, which is fine, I guess. But at a certain point, you gotta get out there. That's how I always felt about it. We just, we, you know, I, 
you know, I had a cousin up in Indiana who said he could probably get his shows at these wineries or like these breweries or something like that. I don't think it was wineries, I think it was breweries or like other places he knows where we could play. And I had friends at Columbus who said the same thing. They can get us in these certain places because there are a lot of places up there you have to pay to play there. Then like it's like, oh no, I know places where you don't have to worry about that. You can, you know, just come play the shows. They pay you. You know, it's not a lot, but you know, you still get the exposure. And they usually always have people there, so you don't have to advertise that much if you don't want to. So I'm like, let's you know, let's do that. I'm just kind of I'm playing like a little regional tour, or a little like tri-state tour type thing like you know we could play this show this weekend this show that weekend or you know hey play there on a thursday play there on a friday play there on a saturday then come back home whatever you know that's kind of that's how i wanted to do it because what's the fucking point of doing it if we're not trying to take it as far as you can was at least my way of thinking and just i always got pushback on it always made me kind of man i don't think we would we never would have made it if if we made it I wouldn't have been part of the band. Like, you know what I mean? I wasn't that good. I'm not that good of a player. So, but I, you know, I wanted to get them to that point because I think they're both talented enough to make it. And I wanted maybe to be the helping hand that gets them there. I don't know. Whatever. Then me and Celia played duo stuff for a couple, a couple times. Same thing. Every time we got going, she decided to go somewhere else like Italy. <laughs> whatever it's fine now I play like mostly just by myself and I don't know I'm basically like a campfire player and I'm just I I wish I would have focused in on like poetry or some shit like that when I was younger or at least focused in especially when I broke my leg and I couldn't walk I, I could have like just played nothing but the guitar instead of just kind of playing video games I could have played guitar and been really good at that I don't know my hands hurt all the time now because I'm fucking old and car accidents like that one car accident that's like my problem is my right hand doesn't like to move as much as it should and that's why my guitar playing skills like kind of maxed I think ugh whatever oh man I'm so fucking old like I'm not I'm 31 but man I I I pop and crack and break like all the fucking time oh yeah, fun times, fun times, the life of Brandon. Did I miss anything? Oh, oh, like Liverpool signing Darwin Nunes tomorrow. That's fucking awesome. Cause he played for Benfica in Portugal. He played us in the Champions League, and fucking, he's the player. Of any player I've ever seen play against Liverpool, he's like the one I have. After watching them, said he has to be a Liverpool player in the future. He has to be. I do not want to see him get signed by a rival because this kid is going to be incredible. And now, tomorrow, he should be signing the contract and become a Liverpool player. So I'm, I'm really excited about this. Really fucking excited. And the, you know, sad part, though, is Sadio Mane does seem to be leaving for Bayern Munich, which, all the best to Sadio. Great guy. Great guy. Builds nothing, like, doesn't own a whole lot of mansions. He builds fucking schools and hospitals and shit in Senegal, in his home country. Like, that's what he's doing with his fucking fame. And, you know, like I said, he's he's leaving Liverpool, winning every single fucking trophy available to him. And fucking, you know, he... he I love Sadio. Like, all the best of luck to him in the future. And I am 
so proud to have called him a Liverpool player. And he proved me wrong. I didn't think he was going to be much of anything when we signed him. And he really was world-class. I mean, he still kind of is world-class. He had a great second half of the year. So I'm sorry to be leaving, losing him, but, you know, onwards, upwards. You know, no, t- no player's bigger than the club. And so, yeah, soccer. So we got tickets. Uh, me, JR, and I need to talk to my sister. Going to see the Hell is Real Derby next month. Columbus Crew versus FC Cincinnati. Fuck yeah, fuck Cincinnati. They shouldn't even be in the goddamn MLS. Been like the worst team for like three years. Like, fuck off. Relegation for the love of God. Fix the fucking tanking in fucking American sports and bring in fucking relegation. This shit is incredible. It creates so many stories. It creates more interest in bad teams towards the end of the year. Because if you lose, you're literally out. Think about it. If you had relegation, the Reds wouldn't be fucking dog shit right now. They wouldn't be able to cut payroll like they fucking did. They'd be like, oh shit, if we do, we're out of the Major League Baseball. We're down in the triple A. And we have to win our way back. It's much more of a meritocracy. That's why I hate the whole fucking closed league system. Like, that, I won't go into it too much, but fuck, Louisville's got a great, did have a really great uh, soccer team. I think they won the league, like, won the, they call it the second tier. When You can't call it a fucking tier if you can't move between the tiers. Like, ugh, I don't know, fucking idiots. But they won, like, two of them and went to the final in another year. And FC Cincinnati gets a fucking team. Like, why doesn't Louisville get to be in the MLS? Oh, because we don't believe in cool shit. I fucking love relegation and all that shit. Listen, this creates such wonderful storylines throughout a whole season. I don't know, I'm rambling again. Whatever. Also, the Reds still... My Reds really do suck. I saw some people trying to defend, like, like somehow it's not David Bell's fault. And, like, this year is not his fault because his team is garbage. But what about the past two seasons when he's had really good rosters and just basically was a 500 coach? He underperformed for two fucking years. Now we say, well, it's not his fault. Uh, the last two years were. Like, he, he's awful. He's not a good manager. Get fucking rid of him. And seriously, like, we went to the playoffs that year when we played the Braves. When Trevor Bauer was, like, fucking a monster, and, like, I mean, like, a monster on the field. I, you know, I won't go into off-the-field stuff because it seems like a very weird situation what's going on there. Um, but, like, on the field, he was a f- he was a machine. Like, you couldn't fucking touch him. And uh, we went to Atlanta, and Bauer is fucking dealing. The Reds have first and third, I think, with two outs in a 0-0 game. Uh, they pinch hit Matt Davison, who was, like, the best pinch hitter for the Reds that season. And, like, a fucking high school baseball team. There's a miscommunication with the base runner on first. He goes for an early steal and gets thrown out. So, therefore, inning's over. Run scoring chance is gone. Uh, your best pinch hitter is now out of the game because you've already announced him. So, therefore, he's out. You don't get to use him again. Um, all because this manager sucks. Like, that is something you cannot have at a major league level in a playoff scenario. He is not any good. Stop defending him because this, this team sucks. I know I understand the fucking owners are horrible. I get that. But don't defend a bad manager just because the owners suck too. Like, don't pick a side there. Understand that the whole fucking thing needs cleaned out. You need to get rid of, get new owners. You need to get a new fucking manager actually knows how to do his fucking job. I understand he's passionate. I get it. Oh, wow, he's really passionate. That's his one fucking key. And also, I guess he listens to the sabermetrics dudes. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Be a good goddamn manager. How about that? He's not. So don't defend him. 
don't know. Really, I saw some people defending him today, and they pissed me the fuck off. It's like, he's not the problem. Pete Rose said this. Fuck Pete Rose, too. I don't give a shit about him. He doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. He sat there and lied to you for 25 fucking years. Like, seriously, I, I don't know. That's one place where I really, really, really disagree with other Cincinnati Reds fans. Is that Pete Lowe's sat there and said, I never betted on baseball. I've been, I've been screwed over by the system for like 20 years. And then he decided, well, well, you know, I did bet on baseball. But I never bet on the Reds. Never bet on my own games. Oh, wow. You know, well, no, we never bet on the games. And it's like, yeah, I lied about that too. <laughs> then he's like, well, you know, I never bet on the Reds to lose. And it's never came out that he did or did not. But at the same time, it's like, you know, fools you once, what, fool you once, shame on you? Fool me twice, shame on me? But I fooled you the third time. That's right, you don't get a chance to do it the third time, because at that point you should know he's fucking lying. Yeah, so like, yeah, he doesn't deserve to be in the fucking Hall of Fame. He's fucking, yeah, like, there's a big goddamn sign when you walk into the fucking clubhouse. Don't bet on baseball. And he fucking did anyway. Then he lied to you about it for 25 fucking years. Like, Jesus Christ, I get it. Like, yeah, he had a lot of hits. He was, a, he was an incredible player. On just that, he should be a, a Hall of Famer. But you know what? He forfeited his right by being a dumbass. And then lying to you about it for 25 fucking years. So stop defending him. Understand, like, not, I don't know. Fuck it. Like, you know, I'll probably catch shit from other Reds fans if they ever listen to this shit for it. But you know what? Fuck it. Like, seriously. No reason, like, just because he's your cunt. Oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> just because he's your asshole doesn't mean, like, you should, def- like, just, if he's an asshole, he's an asshole. Not Just because he played for your team doesn't make him not an asshole. It's like Tom Wilson in the fucking Washington Capitals. Well, you know, he uh, he hit him like this. Like, yeah, no, he hit him fucking dirty because he's a dirty player. Just make that, you know, just admit that. I mean, the Bruins have had dirty players. I'm like, I've sat there and watched dirty play after, like, dirty plays, not just from the Bruins, other sports too. I'm like, you know, it's fucking dirty. It is dirty. Sitting there, I hate Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez is one of the best footballers I've ever seen, but he's a, he's a rat fucking bastard. He has a racism thing against him. Um, and I used to defend it because his grandmother is black. And it's like, nah, he sat there and kept referring to an African, uh, you know, I almost said African-American, the guy's from France, uh, an African player from France, uh, Patrice Evra, um, referred to him as this term that means little black man. And, um, where it's like a, it can be used as a term of endearment in Uruguay, but it was obvious he was not using it as a term of endearment. The more you like, you get away from him, you're like, oh yeah, he fucking was being a fucking shithead. And also he bit players. He bit other players like a fucking child. And yet we, some people out there consider him a goddamn legend. No, he's not. He fucking brought the club's reputation to disrepute. Like, eh, I don't know. Fuck, I'm ranting about sports really hard right now. Really fucking hard. Oh, man. I kind of got into it there for a second. I'm, 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 like, I'm pumped up. I'm pumped up. I can go for a couple hours just bitching about the fan bases of my own teams. Yeah, but get rid of fucking Bell. He sucks. Crew aren't playing very well either. Caleb Porter keeps talking about how we outplayed him. Like that, that That's like his thing every week. He's like, we outplayed him, but we're not winning games there, pal. This, nah, I don't know. Need a striker really bad. And who else? Bruins are out. No Cassidy. Oh, my God. It's kind of a rough time sports-wise. At least Liverpool's great. Julian Ward's doing great, some great work as first year as... Well, I think it's director of football operations, I think's the term. I don't know. I can't think of it. But, yeah. Anyway, I guess this has been the Sunday Night Podcast. I've been pretty close to an hour. I didn't feel like I'd been going for an hour. I really kind of rambled and ranted in this one. Uh, Springsteen, Song of the Week time. And then I'll let you go. Let me see. I had it all lined up. 
It's from Western Stars, one of the new records um, from Bruce. He does a really cool version in, um, oh, two seconds. Fucking, one thing I hate about when you go looking through somebody's thing, especially Bruce, because there's like all these fucking live records that also pop up. Got the film version, which he does it with Patty, which is really, really nice. I, I really love that film. I got to watch it in theaters. It was great. Um, but it's it's a Moonlight Motel. I really like that. It's a really sweet song. It's got just, you know, it's got that classic kind of Springsteen uh, fucking, you know, dripping with nostalgia and kind of life gone by, but still obviously with the person you love right beside you. No, oh, I really like that song. Moonlight Motel. That's the Springsteen song of the week. Because I, I kind of kept thinking, we're going to pick this song and that song. And it's like, well, I don't want to just sit there and pick old Springsteen and think, you know, that's that's the real Springsteen, bro. Nah. Like, you know, he still makes incredible music today, which he's doing a world tour now. I would love to go see him some places. There's a great video out there of him. It's like kind of the, it's like the, I'm not sure. I can't, I can't remember which song they're playing. But he is emotionally drained from like how great the show was in Barcelona. And like he's got just like, <laughs> he looks like just drugged out of his mind. It is awesome. Uh, here, I think I've tweeted it out a couple of times, but it cracks me up. I say, well, that's it. So Moonlight Motel from Western Stars is the Springsteen song of the week. Thank you once again for listening tonight. Um, yeah, stay positive. Get better. I didn't say that at all until now. I thought I was going to say that like fucking 20 times an episode, but no, yeah. So stay positive, get better. Um, keep working on yourselves. Hopefully this week goes well for you. I'll check in on Wednesday, see how everything's going. Um, so if you have any questions, reach out to me. You can always reach out by text. I'm not going to give you my phone number, but you can text me if you know it. You can always send me a message on like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Probably fucking MySpace might still be out there. I may not ever see it again, but hey, it's still out there. I think, isn't, I don't know if MySpace is still a thing or not. Um, I'm also going, I think I'll keep the Monster Eight the Pilot name. I think I'll keep it. I, I always wanted that to be, like, my band name if I ever, like, started a band myself. And I wanted Desert Lights to be Monster Eight the Pilot, but those fucking assholes, they didn't think it was, it was good, which they're fucking idiots. Nah, they're not. They're good. They're really good people. I love them both. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, fuck. No, I'm, I'm going to keep the Monster Eight the Pilot name. I like it. I like it a lot. If you can guess where it's from, I'll give you a high five. Nah, I'm not. I'll, I mean, I'll give you. I'll give you a hand hug. I talked about that in the first episode. Hand hug. By the way, I still don't keep in touch with people. That that, that hasn't changed at all in a week. That's probably not. That's probably going to be the crux of every episode. Is I don't keep in touch with people. So if you send me a message, I'll probably. If you tell me you like it, I'll probably. Go, oh, man, thanks, thanks. It'll probably be very awkward. <laughs> If you see me in person, it'll probably be even more awkward. And I'm like, oh, cool. And I'll probably just stand there awkwardly trying to think of something clever to say and not come up with anything. Which shouldn't surprise you if you've been listening to this podcast. Cleverness is not going out. But anyways, I'm, I've been disparaging myself too much. Once again, stay positive. Get better. Have a good week or have a good few days before I check in again. Like I said, reach out. Share it with your friends. Spotify. Stitcher. Radio Public. And Amazon, yeah, so if you want to listen or let your friends listen or whatever, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your night. If you've tuned in, thanks again. God. Just, yeah, that's it. Just shut up, Brandon. <laughs>